You're listening to The Social Dentist with Dr. Desiree Yazdan, marketing, branding, and building an online community to help you grow your business as a healthcare professional. Featured on the Emmy Award-winning daytime talk show, The Doctors, and America's Business Magazine, Forbes, Dr. Yazdan gives you insight on how she's cracked the code to social media and how to use it as a way to make your business more profitable. And now, Dr. Yazdan. Hello, hello. So this is a bonus episode available here for the Social Dentist Podcast. I created this audio recording a while back to help those of you who feel overwhelmed and overworked. With my coaching clients, we work on how they can grow their businesses without working harder and without spending more hours in their businesses, without cutting on their income, and also without feeling so stressed all the time. I think that it's a culture that we all developed in healthcare that we have to just keep going no matter what, like no matter how we feel, no matter if our bodies ache or if we feel sick or tired or whatever, like we just keep going. I know that for myself in dental school, I always thought of it as being in survival mode because again, whether you felt tired, sick, hungry, or whatever, you just kept going no matter what. And most of us carry that over into our businesses and it feels so normal to us. We have this idea of what it will be like once we get out of school and we think that it's going to be so different when we have our own businesses, but then we build these businesses that we feel trapped in. We're constantly overworking. We're supposed to leave at five, but we leave at 630 instead, or, you know, we're supposed to go in early so we can leave earlier, but then we find ourselves overworking. Yeah, you guys have known my stories about all of those. Um, And I just wanted to give you this quick audio recording so that you can take a few steps this year to work less in your business, but still make the exact amount of money that you want to. So I hope you enjoy. Take a listen. Let me know what you think. Hey there, I'm so glad that you tuned in today because by the end of this recording, you will learn the first five steps of working less in your business without taking a cut and how much you or your business makes. If you're new to me, I'm Dr. Desiree Yazdan, and I'm a dentist in Newport Beach, California. I have my own practice, which is heavily focused on cosmetic treatments, and my career is extremely demanding. There was a time in my business where I was available at all hours of the day and night but didn't have many patients to fill my chairs. Now I could work every hour of every day and know that each time slot would be filled. And that didn't come easily. I worked extremely hard to build my business and to get it to where it is today. With that said, in November of 2019, I had a baby girl. And throughout my pregnancy, I worked a lot. I would get to work sometimes at 5.30 or 6 a.m. and I wouldn't leave sometimes until 7 p.m. I always made myself available to my patients and my patients were used to that. So towards the end of my pregnancy, I developed pregnancy arthritis, I was super swollen, my doctor told me that every hour I had to stop and put my feet up and relax for 15 minutes because I started getting some like really dark veins um, on my calves and on my feet like some almost like bruising type looking things, but, um, it was okay, but that didn't stop me. None of that stopped me. I kept working and working and working. And I was so proud of the business that I had built. I was so happy that I had so many patients coming in and I wanted to make sure I was making as much money as I could so that I could take some time off work to be with my baby when I had her, but also keep my practice open. And it wasn't hard for me because I truly love what I do. And I also adore my patients. As soon as I had my daughter, 
things changed. I couldn't imagine going back to work and having the same schedule that I had had before. Getting to work by 6 a.m. and leaving at 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. would mean that I wouldn't see my daughter during an entire work week. That's not the kind of mom I wanted to be. I talked with my husband about how I was going to be working less, take a cut in the income that I would be bringing in for the next few years or so, so that I could spend the time with my daughter that I wanted. And he was really supportive and everything was fine, except that deep down, I didn't want to take an income cut. I didn't want my business to make less money. I had worked so hard to create the business I had and I wanted to keep it growing. So I did. I realized that there are so many women out there that own businesses, have babies, and continue to grow their businesses, and I decided to be one of those women. So in 2020, I worked 18 hours or less in my business per week. That's more than 50% less than I was working before, and I grew my business. Even though we were closed for two months because of the, the pandemic, I still grew my business by about 20%. You can do the same thing. I'm going to share five steps on how you could do this. So step number one is going to be to decide what your ideal work hours would be. I want you to start thinking about what your ideal work hours are. For me, my ideal work hours are starting around noon and working till about five, one or two days out of the week so that I could spend the mornings with my baby. I also like to have one day where I get in a little bit earlier for those patients that want to come in in the morning and see me and leave earlier in the afternoon. So that's the schedule that works well for me, but you have to decide what works well for you. So what time do you want to get in? What's ideal? And don't get boggled down by thinking, oh, I could never start work at 10 a.m. I have to start at 7. Just write freely what you would want, what your ideal schedule would be, how many hours you want to work what time you want to get in, what time you want to leave by, and don't judge yourself. Really just go into fantasy land for a bit and see what works for you. Now we're going to move on to step number two. After you've decided your ideal work hours, you're going to go on to step two, which is to audit your time. First, you need to identify where you are overworking. In fact, it's important that you do a time audit, meaning just writing down what you do each hour of the day and notice where you are spending your time working. What are you doing during those work hours and what's taking up a lot of your time? What are you doing after work hours for your business? Maybe patient chart notes, maybe checking labs, maybe calling patients after hours to check on them, maybe checking cases, reconciling your accounts, ordering supplies. Spend a week and write down all the things you're doing in your business and how much time each thing is taking. Once you have written everything down, start to analyze that time. And then you'll move on to step number three, which is to delegate. So you can start to cut out the things that don't make sense for you to be doing. Make a list of the tasks that you don't like to do in your business that you can delegate to someone else. On another list, write down all the tasks you enjoy doing and are really good at doing, but you don't have to do. And then think about ways that you can delegate some of those tasks to some people. I'm also sure that there are things you're doing in your business that you think you have to be doing, I used to think I have to be in charge of uploading all the new website leads into our system. Anything that had to do with a new patient coming in, I thought I had to do. But when I opened myself up to the possibility, it was something I didn't actually have to do. I started to figure out other ways to make it work. I have someone else put in the leads in our system and I have access to audit it whenever I want and make sure everything is getting done properly. So it didn't happen until I actually opened myself up to the possibility that it's possible for someone else to do it and how would that work? Or a lot of times you may think to yourself that 
It's going to take you so long to teach someone else how to do something and you're already so good at it and it doesn't take you that long. So you'll just continue doing the task. The problem with this is that you'll always be stuck doing tasks like this in your business if you don't let go of some of the control. This is what I meant earlier by looking at tasks that you're good at doing, but don't necessarily have to do. It may take a little extra time in the beginning for you to teach someone how to do this specific task. Yeah, that's true. At first, it's probably going to take a while, but it's going to be better for your business and for you in the long run. You're slowing down now so that you can speed up later. You're slowing down now so that you can scale your business. And that's a really important step. A lot of times in my business, I have slowed down so that we can speed up later. For example, anytime we hire someone new, I like to take on a lot of that training myself, not for everything, but little things here and there. So we slow down temporarily, get that person up to par with where they need to be, and then we could speed up later. Otherwise, you just end up with a hot mess. If somebody comes in, they're not trained properly, they haven't heard from you properly, and they start working and it's a mess, as you speed up and as you start to grow, that mess is gonna grow. You wanna make sure everything, all the foundations are put into place first. So take a good look at everything you're doing and be open to the possibility that somebody else could take over that task for you and see what you come up with. Let's move on to step number four. And step number four is about creating systems in the workplace. I already talked about delegating tasks in step number three, so that's part of this step as well. You will have to delegate tasks so that you can start working less hours and start working only during those ideal hours. You have to create a system where you build a strategy around how you your patients should be scheduled. For example, how many post-ops can you see when you're doing bigger treatment? Is it possible to stack patients in a way where they won't have to wait for you? For example, in my business, I can have two full sets of x-rays and two full exams at the same time without anyone waiting. And here's why. While my assistant is taking radiographs on patient number one, I can go in and see patient number two for the first part of the exam and review their medical history, take a look inside the patient's mouth, check the teeth and the tissues, take some notes about what I see, and then my assistant can start taking radiographs on patient number two, and I can go in and do the exam on patient number one. Then eventually I'll come back to patient number two and finish the exam. But this way, nobody is waiting for me. So that's a simple example, but there's a lot of ways that you can strategically schedule things like this. This is going to take some trial and error. It will take time for you to get used to it and your staff to get used to it, but start trying it out and playing with the schedule and see what you can make work. Step number four really leads into step number five, which is setting boundaries. You have to have clear cut boundaries. You have to have boundaries about when you start work and when you leave, and there are no exceptions. So you may think right now that that's impossible. I work in healthcare. I work on humans and things are unpredictable. Listen, I get it. Why do you think I used to come to work at 5.30 a.m.? There were times that I went to work at 3.30 a.m. And why was I leaving work at 6 or 7 p.m. or going into work at 10 p.m.? It's because I had no boundaries. I'd come in early to accommodate a patient and then I'd leave late because I was always accommodating a patient or because treatment ran over and it was quote unquote unexpected. The truth is 95% of the time you can control how long your patient's appointments are. I'm definitely not saying rush through the treatment or skip any steps. No, no, no. That is not what I'm saying. Do your best work that you always do and do not skip steps, but you can know exactly how your patient should be scheduled. You should know exactly how long they should be scheduled for as well. 
It starts by setting boundaries. So if I think a treatment will take me one hour and I want to leave at 5 p.m. that day, I won't have the patient scheduled at 4 p.m. I'll have them scheduled at 3.30. That way, if they come 10 to 15 minutes late and the procedure goes over that one hour mark, I still have some time. I have this boundary in my office that all patient treatments need to be done by 4.30 p.m. when it's a day that I wanted to that I want to leave at 5 because it takes me 30 minutes to do my daily closeout routine where I finish all my chart notes, check my cases for the day, and all the other tasks that I need to do before I leave. And for each treatment I do, I tell my office manager exactly how long I will need. And I always give myself some extra time, sometimes even just 10 to 15 minutes. Sometimes it's even five minutes, but I always give that extra buffer time. You also need to have boundaries around how patients can contact you and how your office staff can contact you or communicate with you after hours. I had a situation where I was home with my baby, but I was on the phone the entire time responding to texts and to phone calls from my office the entire time. And I realized that that wasn't going to work. So I set boundaries that I won't be responding to texts or phone calls and that we can have 10 to 15 minute meetings two times a day, Monday through Thursday. They can accumulate all their questions for me and ask me during those phone meetings we have. You have to set boundaries in a way that works for you. When you're setting your boundaries, here are some questions to ask yourself. How can I make myself a priority so I have more to give others? This is a super important one. Because I didn't have boundaries, I was growing my business at the expense of myself. And that's never a good feeling because you get burned out fast. So really think about how you can make yourself a priority so you can give more to others. Here's another question. What do I love about my business? How can I be more present in my business? How can I live my best life? Think about those questions, answer them, and that will really help you when you're setting your boundaries. Now, all this brings me to a bonus step. I really want you to understand this concept of believing in your new dream work schedule and the fact that you can continue to grow your business ahead of time. You have to believe you will figure it out. You have to practice believing it every day and that there is a way you can work less and make more money. There's a way that you can work less and scale your business. Think of your business as your other child. You wouldn't think of your other child like, oh, this first baby, I can handle this baby, but the one over here, I just, I can't deal with it. We got to get rid of it, right? Like you would figure it out. You know, my friends and I always ask each other how a woman with three or four little kids do it, like, you know, three under three or whatever, or two under two, or women who have triplets do it. And the best answer is that they just figure it out. They don't give themselves another option, right? It's the same thing with your business. If you look at your business like your other child, you'll figure it out. You'll have to, right? Believe in your results ahead of time. I want you to think about where else in your life you have done this without evidence for it to be true. You believed you would be a good doctor or dentist or healthcare professional, right? Like when you were in school, before you ever saw a patient even, you believed that one day you would be an amazing healthcare professional. Or if you have your own business, you believed you would be a business owner before you were ever there, right? You may be thinking, well, how can I believe in something I haven't done before? Like, how can I believe I can work less hours but make more money or grow my business or scale or whatever? Think about if you're married. Before you got married, you didn't know how to get married, right? You'd never done it before. You didn't know how to plan a wedding, but you figured it out. You believed you were going to get married and have a wedding, so you figured it out, right? You did it. It's the same thing. I am a firm believer that if you have a dream or a wish in your heart for something, it's because you can make it happen. So 
If you are wishing to work less hours and continue to grow your business and scale your business, if that's a dream of yours, you can make it happen. So believe in your results ahead of time. Commit to the belief no matter what, even when your first 10 attempts fail, you have to keep believing in that goal. I want you to imagine the scenario. So if you went to a movie that your best friend already saw and she told you how it would end and it ended with you accomplishing your goal and you try to do it in one specific way and it doesn't work that way, you just keep going. You keep, you keep believing in that goal and realize that that one specific way that you did it just wasn't the way that it's going to work. Right. And you're just going to keep trying new things. That's the type of belief that I want you to have that you'll get there no matter what, even if the first way or the second way that you tried didn't yield the results that you expected. You just keep trying. You believe in that goal so hard. And when something fails, you're like, well, that didn't work. Let's try something else. Right. And you keep doing it until you achieve your goals. That's how you get it. My friends. Failure is all just part of the process. There you have it. The five simple steps and a bonus step to working less in your business and making more money. If you want to dive even deeper into these concepts and really do the work of working less hours in your business and making more money, I want to invite you to a free consult call with me where we will talk about where you specifically are now, where you want to be and how we can get you there through my coaching program. You can schedule your free consult by going to dryazin.com slash schedule. There's also a button below this audio file where you can click to schedule your consult. And if you can't find that button for whatever reason, then just go to dryazin.com slash schedule. Can't wait to take this work even deeper with you and really help you hit your goals. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to The Social Dentist with Dr. Desiree Yazdan. Download your free Instagram guide for healthcare professionals at www.dryazdan.com forward slash Instagram guide. If you'd like to reach out to Dr. Yazdan, you can do so on Instagram at Dr. Yazdan. That's D-R-Y-A-Z-D-A-N. Till next time.